It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Privileged to have with me right now uh, Congressman Henry Cuellar. He actually went to Washington to do what's best for the country and his people, not for his party. And he does it on a regular basis, and it's got to be frustrating. Congressman, uh, welcome back. Thank you so much, and I hope you're doing well. Yeah, Congressman, I guess we were on the border a couple of years ago, three years ago, maybe. Uh, maybe a little yeah, less. We were. Yeah, I was down there a sure. few times. Uh, what has happened? It looks like a total collapse. What are you seeing? Well, you know, certainly, uh, you know, there are push factors and pull factors, uh, but the uh, pull factors, what policies we have here certainly have an impact. If uh, the president of Mexico and the president of Guatemala are, are saying that the that the impression has been given that the borders open, then you certainly know what the local, uh, I mean, you know, what the, uh, you know, the local folks or the people in Central and South America are thinking that, that, that it's borders. So I'm glad that the Title 4 42, uh, which is where we expel people for health uh, reasons, is still there. Um, the MPP, uh, as you know, the, um, the administration is reluctantly uh, putting that in place. Remain in Mexico? Uh, yes, yes. And uh, are you for that, Mexico. Congressman? Were you for the Remain in Mexico? I, yeah, I, I support it as long as we do more to, to provide security for these folks that are over there in Mexico. Because when, when President Trump was there, the biggest concern was that um, there was no security. Well, my, my solution was very simple. Uh, the U.N. High Commission of Refugees is in some of the toughest places in the world. Have them be down there. Have them provide the security while people are waiting uh, to ask for asylum. Because, look, Brian, you know this. If 100 people come before uh, an immigration judge, a judge is going to reject 88 to 90 percent of those cases. So why are we allowing 100 percent of the people in when we should be allowing only 10 to 12 percent of the individuals? And, Congressman, I mean, you're— Democrat getting elected uh, every time you run by a, a Democrat district. People think this is anti-Hispanic. I think we're over that. It has nothing to do with heritage. If it was coming through the northern border, we'd feel the same way about the people coming through Canada if it was a different situation. Nothing to do with uh, race or heritage. It is just controlling the border and making the system work. And the people that are doing it right have to be, almost feel like suckers because they're actually paying, taking tests, applying, waiting, filling out uh, different forms to make sure that they get in legally. But right now, we understand. You tell me if you agree with these numbers. Out of the 1.6 million that have come illegally this year, over 600,000 are still here. Uh, I think those numbers are correct. And, 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 and the thing is, and then if you apply an immigration judge analysis to it or, or a decision, uh, you probably will be uh, looking at really 10 to 12 percent of the people that should be here out of those numbers. Because, again, if you have 100 people in front of an immigration judge, he or she is going to approve only 10 to 12 percent of those asylum cases. So my question is, why are we giving those people false hopes? 
uh, when that's the case. Right. And look, let me address something, Brian, that you mentioned. Look, my father was born in Guerrero, Tamaulipas. My parents, you know, family come from Guerrero. They became legal residents. They then became, uh, my father became a naturalized citizen. He followed the process. It took him a long time. So there's a lot of uh, uh, Hispanics, uh, and my district is uh, over 80% Hispanic, that, you know, have that same type of uh, family situation where they followed the legal way to come in. And when they see people just jumping the line and just coming in, uh, even Hispanics are saying, this is not right. This is not right. So you're right. It has nothing to do uh, with, uh, with um, you know, black Heritage, or, yeah. or anything. It, it all has to do is just you just follow the law, follow the law. So I think you've. Uh, I think you could pre. Uh, I imagine. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You can appreciate our reporting at the border between the drones. We're able to see over top, uh, between our people who are going with the migrants. One of which is Griff Jenkins. He went as far as down as Panama, and he's been reporting along the way as caravan after caravan are coming here, and he's talking to the ones he can. Listen to his most recent report. We're in the town of Huehuetan, 16 miles north of Tapachula, where this caravan started. You can see them, some children playing on a swing set. But we're seeing a lot of families, a lot of children out here. And we're seeing migrants from many different countries, not just Central America, which was what was the situation in 2019, that northern triangle of Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. But we see Haitians in here. We even met one woman from China that we couldn't speak to her because she didn't speak Spanish or English. Every migrant we talked to today said they've got one destination in mind, and that's the United States. So what do we do about this? I mean, and the numbers aren't just 100. It's not a dozen. It's dozens. And I'm seeing people that don't look like they're broke. You know, some of them look like they're, they're almost middle-class people who just are choosing another country. Wheelchairs, strollers. You're seeing these images, right, Congressman Cuellar? Oh, yes, of course I have. And look, and we know uh, we have intel of all these people, whether it's from the government or it's through just, you know, reporting like, you know, your folks are doing. We know that the people are coming here. They know that, uh, you know, we've known this for a long time, uh, just like when the Haitians were coming in. We knew that they were coming in. It, the problem is that the administration couldn't make up their mind uh, as to what uh, action to take. And before they knew it, 15,000 people were in Del Rio, uh, almost a third of the population of Del Rio, Texas. So we know this, and we know that, for example, uh, uh, Haitians are coming in from Chile and Brazil. In Chile, they got their asylums uh, given there. They used the paperwork to cross the different countries, and then, and then, uh, before they come here, they throw those cards away. But the bottom line is, if they were given asylum in a country, their fear was taken away. So. Why are we not taking action when we know that this, uh, you know, this is happening? So, so we know a lot yeah. of this info before they even get here. You're being kind when you said they didn't make up their minds. By not doing something, you're doing something. You're allowing it to happen. Congressman, if you really want to solve this problem and you're a Democrat, it's, you call up Congressman Cuellard, a very successful Democrat in the area, who goes on his free time to talk to Border Patrol without any cameras around just to get the answers, not to play political games. So why they don't not not only do they not call you, they don't visit you when they come to the, the district. They don't let you know they're even there. What why why is that? Well, they're doing a little better now. At the beginning, they were doing that, coming into my district and not even letting me know, and I'd let them know about that. But look, the bottom line is this. The bottom line is, look, 
I supported Joe Biden for president. He's the most centrist person candidate running. But the problem is, in my opinion, is that he has surrounded himself, at least uh, on the immigration issue, with people that have backgrounds in, uh, uh, I'll call them immigration activists. And they're giving their perspective. And the problem is, that's only one perspective. What about the perspective of the border communities, the borders that I represent? What about, I, I, you know, what about the landowners? I got a call from this landowner two days ago. He was so frustrated. He texts me later, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, you know, letting out my frustration. I said, no, I want to hear from you. Um, you know, so they're not listening to the border communities. And most importantly, also, they're not listening to the men and women in green and blue. Somebody has to have their back. And, and, and when you have the political people that are giving advice to the administration that is only one-sided, that's not fair. Now, I would say that I think the administration gets advice from career people, and from this political appointees, the career people in Homeland and other places, they get it. I talk to them, they get it. But, you know, you got political people that make those type of decisions. And it's unfortunate that they're not listening to the career people, the men and women in green and blue and other uh, folks that have been doing this for so many years. But, but they need to listen right. to those people. And not only that, the, the message is, and you know we're getting these interviews and you're hearing it and you speak Spanish. They're coming here because they're wearing Biden-Harris T-shirts. Uh, Joe Biden's a great guy. He's going to let us in. Now that he's president, that's why I'm coming. That's the magnet. And they've done nothing to stem it. They've you got to go in there and, 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 and threaten some people. Hey, guys, keep your population down. I'm not just going to write you a blank check. I'm going to stop with the aid unless you get control of your border. We should bulk up our consulates, maybe give people an additional opportunity to apply for asylum. We'll, flood, we'll, we'll, get, we'll attend to... Your population that wants to apply, but we need them to do it in their country. The minute they show up, they're going to be rejected. Listen to, uh, so Texas, your Texas, is taking things into their own hands because the government is doing what you said what they're doing, which is nothing. Listen to what Bill Malusian is saying is happening. The state of Texas is now preparing for this migrant caravan. Governor Greg Abbott is deploying massive amounts of Texas National Guard resources down to the Del Rio International Bridge area. This is the exact same area where we saw those 15,000 Haitians last month. The idea behind this being the state of Texas will step up where the federal government is not securing the border. They say they will not allow another Del Rio situation to happen, so they are pre-positioning resources all along the border there to send the message to those caravans. You will not be allowed into Texas. Texas DPS telling us, unlike the federal government, they will not roll out the red carpet for these caravans. So Congressman Henry Cuellar, is the Republican governor doing the right thing? Well, look, th this job belongs to the federal government, and the federal government, even though our career people want to do the right thing, there are people in, in D.C., uh, in the administration, that are unfortunately, unfortunately, don't want to do what President Barack Obama did, uh, and that is you treat the immigrants with respect and dignity. But at the end of the day, you follow the law, and by following the law, you have to show repercussions. That means you will uh, give them the due process, and then you deport them because most of them are, don't have a right to be here. And if you don't deport people, then what's going to happen, or you don't follow the law, you don't have consequences. I'll, I'll show you this. You're showing, you know, you know, your reports have shown people coming in. Tell me how many times you reported people going out, being deported. It's, 
It's, you know, nobody says that. And that's the problem. They don't do that. And they have to follow the law. Follow what President uh, Barack Obama did. He actually deported more people than President Trump did, uh, for the record. But he treated people with respect and dignity. But he followed the law and said, if you're not supposed to be here, then you need to go. If you don't show that uh, that those consequences, then the the perception and it turns into reality, and that is all I have to do is show up at the U.S. Uh, Mexico right. border, and I'm gonna come in. So I just want to be clear: Are you saying that we should do a better job showing people being turned around, or they not being turned around? You're you're saying they're not being turned around. That. Uh, and you're, you're not saying that we're not shooting it, right? I mean, taping it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's you all. I'm, oh, I'm just okay. saying is that I don't think— Because no, I would love to see all. that. No, no, yeah, of course. And that's—you know, when Secretary Jay Johnson was there, I used to tell him, hey, we got to show people going back, because if you only show images of people coming in, then it, it, it's—you know, people think that it's—you it's, know, the doors are open. So he purposely uh, would show people being turned and flown into— uh, Honduras and other places. Here, this administration is afraid to do that. Do they turn people under Title 42 and, and other? Of course they do, but they don't want to show that. And, and, and right. actually, not only do they not want to show that, but they're allowing too many people under parole, that is a prosecut- prosecutorial discretion, where they're you know, they're not even given a notice to appear. They're all they're given is, hey, this appear is at ICE, and then when you appear, well, then we'll give you a notice to appear before an immigration judge. They're doing things that they are, in my opinion, it's allowed under the law, but under the circumstances, all you're doing is you're you're giving the impression of course. Uh, that uh, that the borders are open and and the perception turns into reality. Hey, the perception right. turns into reality. And by the way, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're about to let 20,000 firefighters and cops off the job because they didn't get vaccinated, many of which have natural immunity. These people are flooding in from other countries. We, they say on the average 20% are sick with some type of illness, let alone the pandemic, which has riled the world. So you have every opportunity to have political cover and to see, I don't know how you feel about the fence, but the fence saves manpower when it comes to the Border Patrol. And to see that we paid for it and sitting there rusting in the open field is really agonizing for me and I think a lot of people listening. Well, I think we disagree on the on the fence itself. I'm a big supporter of Border Patrol, but remember the fence, uh, Brian, and you've been down there is usually put about uh, half a mile away from the from the riverbank. So the people that are coming in once to touch the riverbanks and walk up uh, half a mile to the to the fence, they won't stop them because they can ask for asylum. Again, it's the policies that we need to have in place to uh, return people and uh, allow only the ones that are supposed to be staying here. Yep. you got to have personnel, pay pay the Border Patrol, give them the support, have their backs. Uh, and like you said, you got to get Mexico and the other countries to do more. I saw the videos where they broke in, in Chiapas saw that. the uh, yep. National Guard, uh, but then they let them in. No, you if they break, you regroup. You intercept and you send them back. You regroup, you intercept, and you send them back. Mexico can do a lot more than what they're doing now. Right. And for some reason, that socialist president uh, was, and he and Trump hit it off, even though Trump's first thing he did is said, I'm going to tariff you guys until you get your border under control. I thought, okay, there goes that relationship. It ended up flourishing. 
So there, there is a way to deal with these countries, but ignoring them is not good. Ignoring how you left Afghanistan and our people left behind is not good. The problem doesn't go away. And the last thing I say to you, Congressman, politically, he's got 23 percent approval as it relates to the border. How does this help your party when the president's got 23 percent approval? Obviously, there's a political will to change things. He's not taking advantage of it. And final thought on that? Well, you know, certainly on the issue, on the polls, on immigration, I have told the White House over and over and over again, I said, I, I think we're reading the same polls. If, you know, if you think open borders is very popular, then you're wrong. In South Texas, I can tell you open borders is not popular at all. I represent a Hispanic district. I talk to people, and I will tell you that they tell me, hey, uh, secure the border, secure the border. And remember, I'm talking to a lot of my constituents that are Hispanics. Now, let me say one more thing before we go, Brian. This okay. is important. We're focusing on Mexico on the border crisis, but there's something else in Mexico that we need to look at. Before, I think by the end of December, they want to change the law that is going to put uh, our American energy companies at a disadvantage. AMLO is making some changes that's, go that's going to have an impact on our American companies. So it's not only the border issues that we're dealing with Mexico, but I emphasize there are issues where they're changing the law in Mexico to affect our American companies. And that, I think, it's a violation of the U.S. Uh, trade agreement, right. uh, uh, the uh, NAFTA 2.0 between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Uh, maybe one of these days we can talk about that because that will Absolutely. have an impact on our American companies. Yeah, we'll do that on, uh, on, we'll do that on television, too. Congressman Henry Cuellar, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Right. Take care. Uh, imagine that. Country before party. Back in a moment. It's Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.